You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number four. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I would like to talk about time and how we manage our time and how we manage our minds around the concept of time. This is how it usually goes at a veterinary hospital. We work on Saturdays, usually a four-hour day. We start at nine seeing clients and we end at one. And it's loaded with patients. It's usually the busiest day of our week. We see puppies for vaccine appointments. We see technician appointments. We oftentimes see euthanasias, and sometimes those are difficult. We could see very sick animals that have been sick several days, and now they're in for that Saturday quote-unquote emergency where we have to do full workups, radiographs, blood work. And those days are busy, overloaded, and stressful. You can feel the stress radiating off of your team and oftentimes feel it bubbling up in yourself. How do we deal with that? And how can we manage ourselves better to deal with that so it doesn't feel so stressful and overwhelming? And how can we manage the way we think about time at work and at home? And would it make a difference if we could think about it differently? Time is something that we all want more of. We wish that we could magically add several hours to the day. We could get so much more done. But we also have this tremendous capacity to waste our time. But time is basically math. We all have the same 24 hours in any day. And we get to choose what we want to do with that time. Will you write a novel? Or will you binge watch Netflix? Will you spend time home alone relaxing? Or do you want to spend your time with family or friends? Do you want to work? Or do you want to play? We spend time worrying, which is totally unnecessary. We worry about changing our circumstances, things that we absolutely cannot change. We want to change our past, change our coworkers, wish away some situation that we find ourselves in. And these are all things that we really can't change. So worrying is just wasted time. We get to choose what we want to do with that 24 hours. We can use them to their fullest potential, or we can let hours pass us by. This last two weeks, um, maybe it's about three weeks ago now, I adopted a new puppy. Um, I already have a great dog named Trent, and he's a Sheltie, and he's super quiet and super sweet and just very well-behaved. But I decided for some unknown crazy reason that I needed a new puppy. And so I did, I got another Sheltie and his name is Parker and he's in the room with me now. 
So if you hear some rustling or you um, note that I'm distracted, it's probably because I'm trying to pull him away from something he's chewing on or he's crawling under something. Um, but I decided that I needed a new puppy. So I have spent a good chunk of the last few weeks housebreaking, feeding, cleaning, training, dragging him to work with me, and that all takes up time. So I must set aside other things, other important things, to invest time in developing this dog and hopefully into a great dog like my other dog, Trent. So that is a choice that I made. I made a choice to spend my time raising a puppy and trying to turn him in to an acceptable member of my family, which right now is a work in progress as he chews on his leash. So how is it that we can enjoy our time and also be the most productive? First, before you do anything else, you need to take time to make a plan. In order to get more done and value each moment that we have, we have to be very deliberate with our time. So first you need to know what your priorities are. Spend a few minutes sitting there thinking about that, really thinking about it. What are your priorities? Right now, my priority is this podcast. However, I have this other little pain in the neck priority named Parker, which I'm trying to juggle. But get your priorities figured out. So really sit down and write down what your priorities are for your time. Choose the activity then out of those things that you want to accomplish that will have the most positive effect on your day. What specifically will give you the most positive effect on your family, on your clients, or with your team? In order to organize your mind, you can ask yourself some questions. Things like, what does my team or my family need from me right now? What will cause the most problems if I don't get it done? And which task, if it gets completed today, will give me the most value or bring the most value to my day? So ask yourself those questions when you're trying to organize or formulate your plan. Once you answer those questions, you will deal, detail your plan. Get it to a point where you're going to chunk it down into things that you want to do that day and how much time you think each thing will take. You can actually make time blocks and pencil them in to your journal or whatever it is that you use to plan your day. I use this little thing um, that my daughter got me going on called a bullet journal. And I actually carry it with me in my purse, but you can do it on your phone. Um, you can pretty much do it anywhere. But at, what I do is I sit down each morning and I write down all the things that I plan to get done on this particular day. And then I think about 
which ones are the priorities so I can put them first, and also how much time I think each one will take. And I write these things down. And once I get that all written down, it looks like my absolute perfect day. So give yourself some time slots and write them down. Once you get this list done of your perfect day or your perfect plan, then it will make it easier for you to think through each task and get the ones that are the priority done. Get the, you may not get that list exactly right. Uh, when I sit there and make my bullet journal, sometimes I overestimate. Many times I overestimate what I can get done in, in a day. And we know that. We know we're not going to get it exactly right. But if you have that written plan, you'll be much more likely, much more likely to have success in completing that plan. You can actually even um, get yourself to the point where you've got that those blocks of 30 minutes or 60 minutes and kind of give each task its due time. And then when you sit down to do those tasks, you can start a timer and say, okay, I gave myself 30 minutes to write up records in the morning that I didn't get done last night. I'm going to give myself 30 minutes. I don't think it's going to take more than that. But if it does, that's all I'm giving myself is 30. And then start the little timer on your phone, let it go, and write like heck until that 30 minutes is up. And that will help keep you focused. And those little time chunks that you write in your journal will have more meaning if you can actually stick to those time limits. And you'll be surprised how much more you'll get done if you can focus. So once you have that plan written out, you've got to vow to follow the plan. You have to follow it in order to have it mean anything. So when you sit down to attend to that plan, oftentimes what'll happen is your brain, because it doesn't want you to follow this plan, because let's face it, the plan is kind of boring, your brain will give you all these things and tell you all these things to do instead of doing the assigned task. Your brain will say, oh, I wonder what's going on on my phone, and has anybody texted me, or maybe I need a drink of water, or maybe I need a snack. Um, I hear somebody out in the hallway gossiping. Maybe I need to go figure out what's going on out there, or maybe I have to go to the bathroom. These are all these things that your brain will bring up. It'll try to foil your efforts. So you got to really tell yourself, promise yourself that you're going to follow your plan and realize that when your brain wants you to stray from that plan, that you do have control because it's just your brain. You're in charge of it. So tell your brain to be quiet, settle down, and then you get to work on whatever task it is on that list that you promised yourself you would do. And then later in your plan, you could have a scheduled snack break or Facebook break or gossip break. But that's when you decide to do it, not when your monkey brain turns on and tells you to do it. And that leads into minimizing interruptions, which is super important 
when you're trying to get things done, and this is, happens to me all the time at work, is I get interrupted a million times a day. And that is something that you really have to work hard to minimize those interruptions. So if you know that if you're at work and you have a plan of things you need to get done at work, but you know that you're going to get interrupted, you need to think of those things ahead of time. These are some of the things that could interrupt me and how am I going to handle it? It could be as something, something as simple as I know my staff's going to interrupt me 18 times today and ask me questions because a client's on the phone or, or whatever, when they could really write me a message and leave it in my message box. And so it could be as something as simple as closing the door to your office, which I really hate to do because I'm one of those busybody people that kind of likes to know everything that's going on outside my office door. But I find that if I just close the door, even if it's for that 30 minutes that I have allotted for a task or an hour or whatever it is, if I shut the door, they're going to be less likely to interrupt me. They still do. They still will knock. It happens fairly frequently, but they're going to be less likely to do it. And I'm going to get more done if I just shut the door. If it's Facebook for you, if it's a snack, if you're hungry, you know, have that little tiny snack before you start your timer or promise yourself that in an hour you're going to get a snack so your brain will stop telling you you're hungry or something of that nature to minimize your interruptions. If you're like me and you have that distracted brain, that squirrel brain where, you know, every time something happens, you are like squirrel and you want to look and see what's going on. Or, you know, you hear somebody arguing and, you know, two doors over and, oh my gosh, people are arguing. I have to go fix it. If you're one of those people and you're easily distracted like I am, then this is particularly important. My brain gets bored really easily. And it causes me to want to procrastinate. So anything boring will cause my brain to want to think of anything else to do besides what it is that I've got to do. So the important tasks that I need to accomplish, even the boring tasks, I will procrastinate and waste my time worrying about how my team members are spending their time when really it's none of my business. That's why I have them to do their job. So I have to really be careful. The other thing that my brain likes to do, and I'm sure you all do too, is your brain wants to check your email or your social media or just pick up your phone to see what's going on in the world. But don't let that happen. You need to concentrate and keep your flow going and work on one task at a time. And once that task is complete... Then if you want to take a five minute break and, and time it, set your timer because five minutes often turns into 30 minutes or an hour if, if you're not careful. But if you finish the most important thing first, you'll get that sense of accomplishment and you'll be able to check it off your list and go on to the next thing. And the more of these little tasks that you start to check off your list, the more momentum you'll build and the easier it's going to be to start on the next task and the next task. And that happens with me all the time. If I have a day where I write a really awesome list and I start off right first thing in the morning and I get one thing done, 
boom, I'm more way more likely to get 10 more things done that day. If I procrastinate and fart around and run around the hospital and see what everybody's doing and, you know, blah, 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 it's going to be way harder for me to get on task and it's going to be way harder for me to get momentum going. So concentrate and try to block out the rest of the hospital. And even if you have to put in earplugs, although that's going to be a little bit dangerous just in case there's an emergency, you may not be able to do that. But if you're at home, put in earplugs, turn off your phone, close the door. That's what I had to do tonight to get this podcast done. My phone is on vibrate. It's far, far away from me, so I can't hear it if it does go off. I've got two dogs at my feet who at this point, luckily, are both sleeping. And so I'm able to get this done. The next thing that I think is super great to help, uh, especially if you're at work and even at home too, is learning to delegate. Delegating wisely is a great skill to make more time for yourself and save time and avoid wasting time. There isn't a rule that says you have to do everything. Um, Sometimes I know we feel like we have to do it all because we have that that perfectionist mindset, but you don't. You don't have to do it all. And team leaders, people like us, um, anybody that's in a position that where they manage others often feel like we have to do everything ourselves. We want to make sure it gets done correctly. We've got this attitude or this fear that people are going to get it wrong if we let them do it. And I've seen so many veterinarians, um, my associate veterinarians, I've seen my managers, other managers, doing things that their team members are perfectly capable of doing and sometimes even better than we can do it ourselves. But we don't delegate because we have this misplaced perfection mindset. We think that we're the only ones that can do it, so nobody else can. And that's just crap. Um, My technicians are so much better than me at many, many things. And so if I can delegate to them some of the things that I'm not good at, that frees up so much more time that I can get the things done that I am good at. So you can be even better at getting things done if you can learn to delegate. Another thing that's kind of along those lines of delegation for me is helping other people. I have this tremendous mindset. I don't know if it's tremendous, but I have a mindset that I need to help everybody, that I need to help everyone else get their tasks done during the day. And so I often find myself setting aside things that I should be doing in order to help others. And that discombobulates my day, makes it so much harder for me to get done what I need to get done. Um, They bring me their problems. And instead of pushing back a little bit and making them figure out a solution, I'll take it on or I'll just get up and go help them. And that takes a lot of time away from what I want to get done. It diminishes my capacity to spend time on my own important tasks. So delegation is a big part of that. Delegation, helping others, 
kind of goes hand in hand. So that leads me to one, one of the very, very hard things that we all have to do, and that is learning to say no. I struggle with this. I'm getting better. I've gotten much better. But learning to say no is super important because if you can just weed a few things out of your day, a few distractions, a few, can you help me? Can you talk to this person on the phone? All those things that come to your door. If you can weed a few things of those out, those out of your day, you're going to be so much more productive. And people pleasers, and like many of us are, have a difficult time with this concept. We have such a hard time saying no. We say yes to things that we really don't want to do. And it's all in the name of not disappointing somebody else, not disappointing our team, not disappointing our families, our spouses. We'll spend so much of our precious time working on things for other people instead of working on our own goals. So if you can take a few moments before you say yes and really stop and pause and think that this yes, if I say it, how is it going to impact my time? How is it going to impact my plan that I made this morning? How is it going to impact my personal bullet journal? If you have that type of list, if you can just take a minute before you say yes and look deep down into your heart to see if a no might serve you better and then be brave enough to say it, then you're going to be more productive. And let those people think outside the box. If it's something they absolutely can't do without your help, then tell them when you're going to be available. So if you're sitting there writing up records and you've decided it's going to take you 30 minutes until your break is done and clients start coming in again and one of your team members comes in and says, Dr. Capel, I need help, blah, 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 or whatever the problem is, which, you know, sometimes it's important. See if you can put them off. Say, okay, I'll be happy to do that for you, but I need 10 more minutes because I have to finish these records. And then in 10 minutes, I'll meet you in the treatment room with whatever problem they have, and I will help you at that time. So be bold and guard your time. It's important. Time is your most important asset. It's the most important thing that you have, really. I mean, we all have so many minutes on this earth that we have many, many things that we want to get done. And the more of those moments that you give up to other people doing menial tasks or things that really don't have to be done by you, the less you're going to get done in your life. That leads me to something that um, the saying no goes right down the same alley, but it's a little bit different. And that is making strong decisions and making quick decisions. And then once you make those decisions, don't look back. So make strong decisions and don't look back. What I mean by that is not spending your time agonizing over simple decisions. Someone comes up to you and says, we're going to order lunch out. What would you like for lunch? 
or we're going to get coffee. What kind of coffee do you want? Or do you want to even want coffee? These super easy decisions that come up over and over and over throughout our day can be real time sucks because you'll then say, oh, what do I want for lunch? Hmm, let me look at the menu. Let me peruse it over. Do I want a salad? Do I want a sandwich? You'll spend 20 minutes making this simple, dumb, ridiculous decision of what you're going to eat for lunch. And who really cares what you eat for lunch? You know, it's it's not that big of a deal. So don't take 20 minutes. Don't peruse the whole menu. You know what you like. Just order something. Tell your staff member if they walk up to you and say, hey, we're going to get such and such for lunch. What do you want? Have an answer. I want a salad with chicken and ranch dressing. Boom, done, end of story. Instead of spending 20 or 30 minutes hemming and hawing and you know, wondering what should you order. Get rid of the fear of making simple decisions. And the, the lunch thing is kind of ridiculous because nobody's going to die when you make a lunch decision, except maybe you if you don't like your lunch. But some of the decisions we have to make in veterinary medicine could be life or death. So yeah, sometimes you do have to take some time to think it over or, you know, mull something over. But the simple decisions, the things like, can you talk to this person on the phone or do you want me to let want me to take a message? Can you help me look at this cat right now or can we do it later? Simple things like that. Make them fast. Don't take a lot of time thinking about it because it really doesn't matter. And if you pick the wrong thing, you know, if Mrs. Smith's on the phone and you say take a message and when you call her back in 30 minutes, she's a little miffed because you didn't take her call right away, that's okay. You can overcome that and you can learn from that, which people are happy to wait and which people aren't. And maybe you'll consider it a failure if somebody's not happy that you didn't run right to the phone. But it really isn't a failure because you got your stuff done that you were working on. And now you have time to really concentrate on this woman and her phone call. You're not going to be distracted by the thing that you are working on. So when I talk about making strong decisions, I'm talking about not agonizing over making a quote unquote wrong decision because as perfectionists, oftentimes what we do is agonize over every little decision because we don't want to screw up. We don't want to make a mistake. And really, sometimes it's not that big of a deal to make a mistake. Go with your gut. Just the first thing that jumps into your head, that's the right decision. And then move on because that is going to save you so many minutes and hours and days of agonizing over decisions. Don't sit there and worry about it and second guess. That's something that's really going to create time for you. I know it's an odd thing to talk about creating time, but I think you can really do that throughout your day is you can create time. And the best way to do that is by not wasting it. The time that you wasted in a given day, if you could just get that back, that's creating time in my mind, creating more time in your day for the things that you really want to do and want to accomplish. So when you're sitting down to 
let's say, make a phone call or write up a record and there's an either or decision, just pick one and do it. And then if it turns out that that wasn't exactly the right decision, then the next time tweak it a little bit, but don't agonize over, don't worry about it. Don't worry about, you know, how I could have done that better because just take that, that little bit of feedback that you got from making the first decision and tweak the next decision because making a bunch of quick, small decisions is going to take you a lot less time than standing there for 30 minutes agonizing over one decision. And you're going to get better because those little tiny feedbacks or failures that you might get from making a quote-unquote wrong decision is going to help you in the future make quicker, better decisions. And that will create more time. So remember that you only get this moment. This is the moment that you get to do what's important to you. And every moment is like that in your life. There's nothing you can do to change your past. It's gone. And there's the future out there, which you don't know what that holds, but it's waiting for you. And you need to use all these moments to build that amazing life that you're working on and accomplish the dreams that you're working on. That is what it's all about. So let me go back and summarize what we talked about. First of all, remember that time is math. It's nothing to agonize over. We've all got the same amount. We can all do many, many more things in that 24 hours than we currently do. I don't think there's anybody out there that is 100% efficient. It's just not possible. However, if you can be 5 or 10, 10% more efficient, you're going to accomplish so much more. So remember that time is math and you can create more minutes out of that 24 hours that are useful minutes if you do some very basic things. You're going to plan. Take some time to plan. You're going to follow the plan and vow to follow the plan. Promise yourself. Make yourself that promise and stick to it. You're going to minimize your interruptions and think of those ahead of time so you can really plan on how you're going to minimize them. You're going to learn to delegate and delegate wisely. And remember that your team has lots of talents that you can use that will take things off your plate to free up some more of your time. And you're going to learn to say no. That's super important. And you're going to make strong decisions and not look back once you make those decisions. Don't take it back. Don't change your mind. Make the decision and move on. And I'm going to leave you, my friends, with a Rocky quote because as you listen to me, you will learn that I love Rocky Balboa. If you don't know Rocky, you need to go watch all the movies because they're important to life. But as Rocky said, time takes everybody out. Time is undefeated. And I love to think about that is time will take us all out at some point. And that's not a depressing thing. 
It's a fact. So we need to create more time, be creative with our time, and use our time wisely in order to create the things that we want to leave in this world and accomplish our dreams. So thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that my dogs are both sleeping and really haven't made too much noise. So I'm very happy. Um, Have a great week, everyone. And I'll see you next week. 